cliffcentral.com. Hello, hello. Of course, if you hear those lovely Tibetan singing bowls, you know it is time for Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. Yeah, quite a few people in studio, but I'll focus on one for now and say hello to Palesa Mabuye, our controller. Hello, girl. You're looking so good. Thank you for being here today. Now, if you want to join in the conversation, you can send us a WhatsApp to 79 7482090 And then of course as always except for the once or twice when I missed her terribly my bestie in studio with me how's it Jermaine? Hey 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 as always I love being in the studio it's like I feel like I'm in water Actually, that's the wrong thing to say because in water, I'm kind of like, I can't swim. But (laughs) I'm not going to do those stereotypes, friend. But I'm going to talk about it feels, it fits, you know, it's just, it feels nice and comfortable. And you like it better with me than with those other boys, right? Say yes. I am never going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) At all, at all, at all. So... Today is is amazing, um, and I mean, I always say that we have amazing guests because, I mean, it just is the truth, and today, again, we have amazing guests for you, and um, they work with human design or the human design. Now, before we get there, you know, just think about that. If The name will give you a clue already. So, and the people I'm speaking to are, or we're speaking to are Tracy Veritas, the seventh. Yes, it's true. (laughs) 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 That is no joke. Tracy Veritas, the seventh, and Dan Simpson. Um, Simpson. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Good to have you. Thanks. So, shall we start? Do you want me to start, Lee? Yeah, Shemaine, when we first heard of this human design, Shemaine and I went for a session and afterwards we said, I don't know. It's extremely interesting, but it is quite complicated, isn't it, Shemaine? I found it. For a novice. For a novice, yes. It's something that, that needs to be explained. Um, but Dan has a great way of explaining it. Um, and only when he explained it to me. Um, but that was the second time. So I'm, I, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm this smarty. Yeah, we don't want to scare our listeners, but you might have to. We'll you know, take it slow. But yeah, but uh, and also, you know, like when you go and you try and, and find information, you try and not waste people's times. But fortunately, this is a podcast where you can come back to time and time again. But when, when Dan explained it to me about how to make sense of it, you know, when you went to my design or my default setting um, versus astrology and and how the two combine to make me, you know, uh, do or not do, then then it became a little easier. So, Dan, what is this human design? The human design system by Ra Uruhu is a synthesis of a bunch of different metaphysical systems, mainly astrology the I Ching, the chakra system, and the tree of life from Kabbalah. So the the synthesis of all these different systems bring us the human design system, and it's truly a system that tells you your uniqueness, Mm -hmm. where you are unique and where you are the same as everybody else. Okay. So you have these energetic 
like mechanics. Yeah, but I mean, there's areas in life that you are designed to work with mm-hmm. energy consistently, and areas where you are just not. Okay. So and coming that- to understand where those areas are for you helps you just work with energy much more efficiently, mm-hmm. cleaner, healthier, and you just feel better. Mm-hmm. So being authentic is the key word. I like that. So it's living your life authentically based on how you've been programmed in a sense. Okay. Well, and what I, what I like about this is that it gives you another layer of understanding yourself because the first step in any journey towards self-actualization or getting to know God is to actually know yourself. And I thought I had quite a good handle on who I was until I met the two of you. <laughs> I, I also thought, well, you know, it, it, it makes sense. But after I, I had to think of it, it wasn't just one of those things that go like, boom, I get it. No. I, because it's, it's like self-searching, hey? Yeah, you go, you, you actually have to go and check out some things and yeah. then put them back and then, and then feel which ones mm. feel good. Like one of the things I had problems with was knowing when my gut was right. Uh, that thing that they call the gut. So everybody speak about the gut. And then when you guys were, when I went to you guys, you were like, no. You know, you're looking for the wrong spot. And suddenly, when I realize that there are different people, uh, people feel things in different spaces uh, uh, of their bodies, this taught me that mine, where I should focus on, is the spleen. And so, and now I've been trying to focus on it. And you know what? It is freaking amazing. Because <laughs> I just, I just, I, I think I'm starting to get it. And that is where the personality types come in. Or what, mm. what do we call it? So I think what you're talking about there for me is the, the greatest gift from human design. And mm. that looks at the mechanics of intuition. And there mm. are 11 different types in the human design system. And here we are running around the world. And if we have any metaphysical or esoteric knowledge whatsoever, the only other form of intuition we're aware of is the gut intuition, Uh which is stunning for Liesl because that is her authority. Uh But unfortunately for the other three of us in the room, that doesn't work. And for most of the population. Please, let's come back to that, Lee. Help me. Let's get back to that. But when you speak of authority, because we're going to speak about that quite a lot, I assume, during this hour. Yeah. Just uh, can you give us an indication what you mean when you speak of authority? What's your authority? So the one of the, the biggest takeaways of the human design system is what's known as an inner authority, where everything we could ever need to know actually exists within us. There Mm -hmm. is not a need to have an external authority. So this doesn't say, oh, well, doctors are unnecessary, Mm -hmm. but it teaches you that what you can bring to the doctor is your own inner knowing Mm -hmm. to know that this doctor is correct for me or this process is correct for me. So inner authority is what liberates us from having to rely on the advice and the knowledge of others and to make decisions which are truly correct for our authentic selves. Tracy, would this be that inner voice? 
Yes, for you, it is very much an inner voice. Um, yeah, one of the kinds of authorities, <laughs> which is the sacral authority, is what Liesl has. So, yes, it, it will talk to you a lot in many different ways. Um, with Shemaine's authority being splenic, it's known more as a whisper. You would mm. have the whisper or the movement of the waters in the mm. body from the spleen. That's why the studio feels like water to you. <laughs> <laughs> now I just have to learn accurately how to do the splenic thing, you know. Yeah. So, okay, you know what? It, it makes me feel so much better because you feel kind of stupid when everybody says, but just feel your gut, feel your gut, feel your gut. And you go, yes, I'm feeling my gut. I'm feeling my gut. And it's not saying <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's like this burger roll, you know. Yeah. So actually now I go forget that space that you always thought of. Mm-hmm. You know, throw it out. Yeah. But that's only because I had my design done for me by you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how, how would you say you haven't had it done? Hopefully people will go and have it done, but say you haven't had it done. Mm-hmm. How would you, which, which other, you, you mentioned that we have 11 different authorities. So, I mean, the number one way that we're, we're taught to, um, navigate through reality or through this world is using the mind. So that's generally the first place that people come in with. They come in at the mind level and they want to analyze. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> immediately there we're disconnected from our intuition. What intuition is really in the system is the form principle. So it will bring together mind, body and soul and in this way, the mind becomes a beautiful gift because it becomes a servant to the body. <clears throat> then the next most common one that we do know about is the gut authority. So, so many people do make use of that, whether mm. they have the gut authority or not. And then I think the first thing to remember is this is naturally in our design. So when we first start navigating through the world and when we're not coming in through mind, that is where we're coming in through. So we know these authorities. We use them anyway to make decisions. The most we can do is work against them. Mm-hmm. And how we work against them is through mind or conditioning, um, getting confused with millions of people's opinions. I mean, this really is the information age. So we're overwhelmed by mm-hmm. all these kinds of information, which is fantastic if you have an inner authority that can say, yes, this is correct for me or no, I, I feel that that is very wrong. Okay, so so brain, gut, Shemaine has splenic. What are the other? So the most popular, <laughs> the most popular authority, Dad and I both share an authority there, and it's about 60% of the population have what's known as an emotional authority. So an emotional authority is incredibly different from both the splenic and the sacral. So for both the splenic and the sacral authorities, they have truth now in the moment. Spontaneous decision making is very healthy For 60% of the population This is not true at all Mm. For emotional authorities We actually need to wait For emotional clarity Before we take action So if we take If we choose to make a decision in the moment We don't have access To our intuition in the moment And one of the effects of this Is putting out Um, Emotional waves into the world Creating emotional chaos in our environments Because Mm. for the sacral authority Like Liesl Truth is black or white And it's in the moment And yes it may change in 10 minutes or a day For the emotional authority 
they never really know. They're never really 100% on either side. It's a question of going through the whole gray areas, Mm -hmm. going through the black, going through the white, and over time finding clarity in your intuition. So I would say this is a very important authority for the general population to be aware of as this is the most common authority. Mm -hmm. And really it's about learning to wait and not react to your emotions in making decisions. So Dan, yeah. Say like she said, you know, like one of the things that you do uh that you need to say for the splenic one. I just hear splenic. As <laughs> 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 you need to make uh on the on the uh, uh spontaneous decisions. But now what do you do in a case like I I have that, but I'm also quite cerebral in that I need to think things through. So so in terms of being um a Capricorn where I have to, you know, I have to sit with information. And, and work it through at nauseam And then I have to work with a spleen That says you need to make that decision now How does one get there that you have to you, Where you can, you know, join them You can listen to the first hit that you get From your spleen or from the sacral And listen to it You don't have to go and tell the person the decision But it's there and you okay. keep the decision with you And then Things that need to be sorted out mentally can be handled with, and then you go back. Okay, but the thing with the spleen is it'll only give you that answer once. Mm-hmm. It'll pick up. It's a pattern detector. It, it keeps us alive. That's what the spleen does. It picks up the patterns of what's going on around us and sends us a intuitive message on what we need to do based on that. So once the pattern's gone, the voice is gone. The sacral is different in the sense that it responds to life. So people are always asking sacral people for their energy because that's what the sacral is. It's an energy powerhouse. Where is it? Where is it situated in the body? It's the genital area, just above the root center. Mm-hmm. And Carry on, carry on. I have a, a question. So the sacral deals with, with work, with energy for work. So sacral people are here to find work they love to do and do it. And you can keep going back to the spleen with the same question and it will give you the same answer back. The sacral. Yeah, the sacral. Okay. Da, da, sorry, Dan, when, when, when Jermaine asked that question, she said, I am a Capricorn. Now, one of the things that you guys use is astrology. Where is that interplay between astrology and human design? So the planets moving around in the cosmos are literally programming us. And the human design system says they're inside the body, in the energetic body. They're inside our energetic body, programming us. And the way we interact with life is dictated by that. So if you had to look at a human design body graph, you'll see lots of different shapes connected with a bunch of lines with a bunch of numbers in them. You do know that. Uh, if you can't see that, it sounds even more right. confusing. confusing than when you can see it. <laughs> yeah. But the the point here is that the planets are the programming agent mm-hmm. and the body is the blank canvas. And the body is the one that we need to listen to. Yes. Because that's the one that we know will not yeah. go uh, The go body wrong. cannot lie. Okay, so, so so let's talk about these four types. 
just you know and then we can hopefully then we can bring in a little bit more clarity you know but for people who, who are interested it's it's a new thing but it's a it's it's an older it's an old thing. Well, it's not an old. old truth it's packaged a, in a new way, I would yeah. say. So mm. it's four very old systems packaged in a new way, yeah. In, in, in a, in a, yeah, and, and qu- quite concisely. So, um, human design. So do explain to us or do give us the, f- the four. Okay. So the types. Types. Yes. Please. What we're talking about with types is how is this person designed to work with energy? How is it? You know, designed to flow through them. And the most common is the generator type, and that's to do with the sacral. Okay. So the genital area. Yes. Mm -hmm. So having that area, what's known as defined in the chart, will make you that generator type, and you're the kind of person who's here to find work they love to do so that they can wake up and do that every day. Sorry, before you go further, when you say defined, you mean where it's, where it's what? Where planets, have, in a sense, activated that center in you, okay. and it becomes transmittive. Okay. In a okay, sense. okay. Hold up. Hold up. It's, it's very complicated. It is I mean complicated, but we can, we can when when we when we talk about centers, you mean the chakras. Yes. Now, in the human design, if I understand it correctly, there's eight. There's nine. Nine chakras. Yes. So it's not the seven that we are used yes. to. Just give us a little bit so more. The there. splenic center is a new one okay. that we've, we've talked about already. That's your mains. And then there's <laughs> yeah, okay, another I'll center <laughs> we introduced called the G center. And what is the G center? G center or the center of gravity is the higher identity of the self, the, the way you handle love and the way you behave. Because all of those things are dictated by who you think you are. Hmm. So in this system, what guides you through life is who you think you are. Do you want to go on with the with the I other so. uh, types, or Lizzie, yeah. did you no, have we, a question? We, we have, the, we we have the nine chakras now. Yes. And you said defined and undefined. Tracy, what does that mean? So exactly what Dan was saying earlier about the planets. The planets can activate certain centers or certain chakras in a chart or they can leave them unactivated. So we refer to this as being defined or open. Where we are defined, we are consistent, we are reliable, we push out energy in a set way all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a pro. Before you go further, just for the listener, um, when you see the chart where it's defined, there's color. Mm. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Jermaine. <laughs> it's, it's lots of numbers. Lots of colorful colors where you we know. are defined so, and where we are open or undefined, we are white. So when you're looking at a chart, it's made up of whiteness and color. And where we have whiteness, we have openness. Which so it's, it's, we can play with it. Yeah, we can play with mm-hmm. it. Um, we're flexible there. Mm-hmm. We're mutable. We can learn. We can grow. We can change. The shadow side would be that we're inconsistent and we're not reliable there. Now, the same is true where we're colored in. We're, we're reliable and consistent, as I said, but then we become stubborn and fixed. Rigid. So yeah. this is really where we got, get to see the, the unique aspects of our design and actually learn how to work with it so that we don't try to put color where we are white or put white where we are colored, we learn to actually accept who we are and how we work. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a beautiful system for that. 
So go on. So we've got now, what, what did we start with with Dan? A generator. With a yeah. generator. And then we've got? So as Dan said, the generator is the majority type. They make up about 70% of the population and they're here to create and they're here to work and reproduce in many ways. The projector type, which is uh, what Shimane is and Dan, you guys make up about 20% of the population. Now, what's interesting with this is Barack Obama is a projector. Nelson Mandela was a projector. And the projector type is a newer type, just like the centers have changed from seven centers to nine centers. The projector is a newer type to come in. And they're really designed to come in as the new leaders and as guides so a projector is here to with very specialized skills and talents that in their lifetime they will develop and those will be developed toward leadership and then we've got uh the other there's two more yeah so the manifesto type these are people who are here to bring things into the world they leaders Apparently, but, before you go further, apparently um, they they're also the lawmakers. All all those yeah. those also our law apparently is like these people, the yeah. manifestos. Well, a terrible, <laughs> terrible, renowned manifesto is Hitler himself. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So, but 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 we are trained from a very young age that if you visualize enough and you believe hard enough or right. you pray hard enough or whatever system you follow, if you do it hard enough, you can manifest. And you're yeah. telling me I'm not a manifester, so yeah. I can't. Yeah, it's only about 10% of the population that are designed that way. So all those prayers are for nothing. But I would like to clarify, yeah, I would like to clarify that properly for you is all four types are here to manifest. Not one of the types is not here to manifest. How we are here to manifest varies. So in terms of manifestation, the manifester initiates, the generator puts in the work, the energy, the chi, the, the life, life force, force, and the projectors lead and guide and show us how we could possibly do this better. And this is where we come to the final type, which makes up only 1% of the population, the reflector, mm -hmm. and their duty in that process is really just to reflect back the quality of the status of things. So, for instance, Sandra Bullock is a well-known reflector. Many reflectors are in the arts. Dostoevsky is one of them. Um, and when you look at their charts, it's really interesting because all the other charts that we're talking about, the three other types, you're going to see color and white. And when you look at a manifestor's chart and you look at their centers, their chakras, all nine are white. And this is how they get their name because they are completely taking in the other and reflecting back. How does that play out in one's life, though? Isn't it tiring when, you know, when you are taking in and reflecting back? I mean, I'm just, I'm just. The joke here is that Shemaine is the closest to this out of all of us. I'm sure she knows how exhausting it can be. Hence, I'm asking. 
Yes, and you know, this is the magnificence of what the inner authority really ensures, is that whatever engagements I have, wherever I'm taking in the other, it's going to be correct for me. Because mm. we're all made up of two-thirds of us being open and receptive. We're constantly taking in the energy of others and of the planets. Mm. And the only thing that can really keep that level of vulnerability safe is the body's authority, the body's intuition saying yes or no, not the mind. So <laughs> who should go and have a chart done? What type of person should really, or I think we all should, but you know, if you, if you look at someone's state of mind and you go like, Actually, if you're feeling like this, that, and the other, maybe you should try mm. and go for human design. It's been um, very interesting. One thing I never thought it would be incredibly useful for was therapy, and we've used it extensively in our therapeutic process. So people who are battling with phobias, fears, anxieties, depressions, any kinds of disorders that may lead them to feel like they need to see a psychologist, mm-hmm. A brilliant thing to do would also be to get your human design chart done just so that you can really know what is in my chart and what's going on. And it's a fantastic way to work with other systems, Mm -hmm. getting that inside knowledge. So definitely. And and it helps you to understand yourself better. Absolutely. Yeah. So you 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 uh, told us now some of the characteristics of all or or of the four types. What are some of the put, pitfalls or, or or some of the weak spots that they normally have to deal with? Mm. So I'll, I'll start with mine so that we can you know we can get it uh, rolling. Cool. One of my weak weaknesses that I found out after this is that I have a bit of a compulsive um, uh, personality. I mm. knew that it's not a problem. <laughs> I just, I just never thought it's, it's okay that it's acceptable so that I can look at it and, and figure out. But the fact that it was pinpointed that it's actually in my chart is something that I can't get away from. Mm. So I know I have a personality that, and it, it really mm. is like that. If I start a series, I must finish that thing now. If I start something, I must do that now. If I, whatever it is. So the reason why I'm asking is so that we can stop being apologetic. Mm. And look at it as a weakness instead of a, a place where we can focus on to see where where the balance is going. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I love that also because what we tend to do is we're aware of these things in ourselves, and then we try and control them. And mm-hmm. there comes the lovely saying of resistance is persistence. Mm-hmm. So here you're able to actually get into it and work with it. So what you're speaking of is where you do not have sacral definitions. So the three types, the manifesto, the reflector and the projector do not have sacral definition. And this means that in their design, they do not know when enough is enough. Mm -hmm. So about 30% of our population is running around the world, not having a clue when enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Now, Types like um, Lisa and myself have sacral definition and 70% of the planet does. And there's this inner knowing of when it's enough. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the incredible thing about the system is on either side you get a light or shadow. So because we have that definition and we know when enough is enough, we can be the eternal quitters. Because you don't know when enough is enough, mm-hmm. you can push yourself so ambitiously to the point of burnout or exhaustion mm-hmm. and actually literally injure the physical body. And that also goes for relationships. You don't know when to quit. You go mm-hmm. like, Absolutely. I'm just going to go on and I'm going to just try and I'm just going to continue. And, you know, and then you go like one day it's just, okay, 
But then, you know, I mean, you guys are looking at me like that's a stupid thing that I'm saying. No, no, it's not. <laughs> this because is particularly helpful also with relationships. We've done a lot of relationship um, consulting through the human design system, corporate relationships, professional relationships, romantic relationships, and a lot of family work, parents and children and family work. Wow. And it's just an incredible system for understanding the mechanics of ourselves mm-hmm. and us in relationship to others. And really getting to see what's there mm-hmm. rather than what we want to think is there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to do a bit of an ident. It is beyond ears and eyes on Cliff Central. And our guest today, Dan Simpson and Tracy Veritas, the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> so I love you. I, I mean, doesn't that always bring a smile to people's faces when you go like... <laughs> Most importantly, it brings a smile to mine when I hear somebody like you say that. <laughs> Dad, when we look at these four types, yeah. we've now identified them. Is, is there a specific lesson in each one of them? Is there something that... Reflectors should know and look out for. Well, it it goes back to the strategy with that. So reflectors need to reflect the quality of their communities. It, it's something they need to do. Their existential question is who stands out. How, how do we recognize do them, though? You need their their time of birth. To be a hundred percent sure. How do how do you how do they show what you know? Because I look at the arts. Oh, do you mean how does a reflector yeah, yes. reflect? How, how can we see that we're so fucked up that you know we need a bit of assistance? You know, because I'm I'm thinking, you know, it's it's really nice if a reflector can, you know, the, if you can actually get to the point where you can say, oh, that person is showing me that, and that's normally what I see in the arts. Yeah. Mm. You'll normally see yourself reflected in them. Because that's what they do. Okay. Oh. Yeah. People really like reflectors, and you would experience this quite often as well, having seven of your senses taking in the other. But what's happening there is there's a taking in of me looking at the reflector, and I'm then seeing myself in the reflector. So there is a sense for the reflector of I am not seen. I'm Mm. loved, but they love themselves in me. Um, their, their negative signature is disappointment. So they, they will know that they are not in their authority and they're not achieving their potential when they feel disappointment. And I'm each type has their own negatives. Yeah, I'm so glad that you went there. So go there, go there, go there, go there. <laughs> so that for the generators, one. their negative signature is frustration. For the projectors, it is bitterness. And for the manifestors, it is anger. Now, all four of these are forms of anger. Uh And they are messages from the authority, from the body, saying, no, something needs to change here. Mm -hmm. And it says a lot about the type when you hear a manifestor experiences anger or peace. A projector experiences bitterness or success. So you can see how a projector would be somebody who's very likely to swallow in and hold down anger. Whereas a manifester would be quite likely to be confrontational, to shout or to fight. Now the generator builds up frustration frustration and then when we're in we feel satisfied Mm -hmm. so frustration is an anger that can eventually well up and burst out 
And it's more similar to the manifestors than the bitterness of the projector. And the projector is quite similar there to the reflector who experiences disappointment. So there's a personal attachment to that for the projector and the reflector. Whereas for the manifestor and the generator, it's more an experience of resistance and anger. So... Or did you want to say something? No, you go. All right. I wanted to find out per, the personality types or these types. You now said um, uh, the, uh, in the arts you get a lot of uh, reflectors. reflectors. Yes. Um, uh, who are the murderers? <laughs> is, it as easy, is it as easy as that? <laughs> I suppose not. No, no. I, I love the question because it's a good clarification here is that in no way does the system look at you and say, oh, this is what you are. Mm. So there's no limitation there. Um, you would not be able to see in somebody that they're a psychopath or a rapist or a, a beautiful, kind soul. Um, this is not looking to that level. It's not looking to the soul level. It's not looking to the person who's driving that form or, or what's behind that. Um, and every single human has the potential to go either way. There's a light and shadow to every aspect of human design. There's not a right or wrong. But their motivation will be different if I understand you correctly. Yes, that's brilliant. It, w- it, would, be, it would either be frustration that... Yeah, it could over be. Or, or anger. So that's a, so a stunning way of looking at work. I often deal with people with work through the system. And right now we're all sitting here talking together, working together in that sense. But why we would be here would be due to our type. So Dan and I both do metaphysical work. He, him being a projector, it's all about his specialized skills and talents. For me, it's all about putting energy into something I love. So it doesn't limit us to not being mm-hmm. able to do certain work because we're a certain type it's just our reason for engaging and that would be different so yes you would it's an interesting way to look at killers and these more dark sides of life and look at the charts and see Mm -hmm. what's what's driving that you Mm -hmm. you would get very interesting insights into the mechanics there so how do the different types operate in the world Well, the ideal here is that we all operate as one whole. So that concept of there is no other or we are all just cells of the same organism. When we all function in our type, in our strategy and in our authority, we become the greater organism. Mm -hmm. So what you would see there is manifestors getting things started generators coming in to put in the work and the energy and the commitment and seeing it through projectors guiding that process and a reflector or two somewhere around reflecting the status of that back at us so ideally in any work or family or or social situation you would want all types present Mm -hmm. So, so also how i see it from my understanding is there is the system shows you that there's no right or wrong. It shows you which um, with which path you are likely to take, especially under pressure. And that's what you were talking about, Dan, your default setting. Yeah. Am I being authentically myself or am I not? Mm-hmm. It's simply that. Am I being authentic or am I not? So do you want to explain that, that default setting yeah, so a little bit? Once you understand your type and authority and you start actually living it mm-hmm. and you start experiencing the benefits of that, which is cleaner energy, 
basically just everything starts to flow for you in a clean way mm-hmm. and you start experiencing the positive of your type signature mm-hmm. and 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 that that is that the type signature that you're talking about um is where you would veer to where the water yeah would that's go your to, indication that you're, yes that you're right or wrong yeah so what, what am i feeling am i 80% of the time feeling successful and 20% of the time better? Or is it the other way around? <laughs> it varies, you know, it varies. <laughs> living life. We try very hard. <laughs> Tracy, so you and I are both generators. Yes. How do we go into a situation that would differ from these two projectors? Oh, okay. So basically this is also referring to the strategy and the four different types have very different designs in terms of how they should be moving through the world and manifesting so the manifestors they they initiate and before they should initiate anything what they need to do is inform people who will be affected and this will help ensure peace in the design because manifestors make up only about 7 to 10% of the population and their auras are very repellent they get us up on our toes so one of their strategies is to inform people about what's going to happen before they take action not while they are doing that because then we all get in their way and mm-hmm. fight for their do- their sort of dominance of that situation. Now, as generators, we have a very different strategy. We're not designed to initiate in the world. We're designed to respond to the world. So there's this sense of we're designed for life to come to us and to live through us. It's a magnetic aura that asks people and things to come to it. So In terms of wanting to start a business, we need to become really great at the art of seduction, the art of advertisement, and learning to passively manifest in the world, which is all the response, and that is the sacral. So You're going to have to explain that passively manifesting. We're coming back there. I'm making a note. Manipulator. (laughs) It's manipulation. That's beautiful. It's it's the art of manipulation in that sense because it's not about picking up everything and immediately taking action as a manifester. It's about advertising what you have to offer to the world and Mm -hmm. seeing how it responds to you and then responding back to it. So for the generator, for 70% of this world, it's incredibly important to feel that life is flowing through you and living you. The moment you're trying to live life and make it happen and you're pushing and experiencing a lot of frustration, then what we're doing is we're actually acting very much as manifestors, which is what we are taught to be. Now, the projector has an even more intricate strategy. Their strategy is not designed to respond to manifest, but rather to wait to be seen and invited. In terms of being seen and invited... There is a sense of I have to be recognized for what I have to offer and I have very special skills and talents Mm -hmm. and they need to be invited in to truly be effective. Now for both the generator and the projector, they can run around as we always do mostly as manifestors and we could make huge 
external successes of ourselves, but the internal signature, how we will feel, would be stuck in the negative. So for you, it would be stuck in the bitterness, no matter how successful you become externally. And for us, we would be stuck in the frustration. Uh, the manifesto would be stuck in the anger if he's not informing before he's initiating. And the reflector has the strangest strategy of all, which is to wait a full lunar cycle before they make any decisions or take any action. So they are the only lunar type out of the four. Because they have no color or no definition in their charts, they have to wait for the moon to do a full cycle because that is the only thing that is consistent for them. I'm sorry, ain't nobody got time for that in this day and age to wait 28 Except days. Except reflectors. <laughs> but, but, but how do they know that they have to wait 28 days? Yeah, They no, have to the do your system. system. You can't be born knowing that. Yeah. I mean... What you see here is you see a tendency to be what you are and then you have a, you get caught up in a lot of turmoil around it or you flip into the polar opposite. So reflectors are generally the ones that I've dealt with are naturally slow. They're happy to take a long time to make decisions. It's almost like a relief that they finally given permission to be that way. I thought that was just no, a Libra true. thing. D- this is your sacral <laughs> authority, which is all about immediacy, Liesl. Dan, what is the, um, you know, what happens if a reflector doesn't know that he or she is a reflector? You know, how, what are the downsides of no, not knowing what you are? Well, the biggest downside is not knowing how to work with energy. Mm. You know, reflectors either put way too much energy into the things they do or they're completely lethargic and they don't have energy for anything. That's what I've seen. And projectors? Projectors also. It's putting in so much energy comes from not having that sacral defined. That's where the non-energy types, the reflector and the projector suffer and then you by go overexerting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, I, I want you to also go to the non-energy types and energy types. What does that mean? Because so, <laughs> you're going like, that's where the non-energy types and I'm going, what? <laughs> okay, well, I, I now know. But, you know so basically the energy types have motor energy inside of them that they have access to consistently. The word here is consistent. Who are the energy types? The manifestors and the generators. Okay. okay. They have consistent energy to push into the world, whereas we don't. Reflectors don't. We basically leech off of the sacrals of other people. <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah. Don't speak like that. <laughs> no, but Dan, what if, what if someone like Shemaine, I mean, she's gorgeous. Obviously, she was noticed and invited in. But what if someone is a projector and nobody sees them? Then what? How they can be no, very bitter people. And they'll often go out and extend their own invitations instead of waiting. And for then them. what happens? And then they become very bitter. No, but if because you, if, they feel like they're in the wrong place at the wrong time because they weren't invited to be there. And is their life experiment a failure? Then I'm a generator. I'm not supposed to initiate. Which 
yeah, I've learned the hard way because everything I've tried to initiate just bombs out. But what if I never met you guys and just continued and continued and continued and ended up dying a very bitter, frustrated person? Would, would my human experiment then be a failure? I think you would just have so much more suffering. It wouldn't be a failure. And that's yeah, why no it's incredible with the human design system is it really gets to the heart of that suffering, mm-hmm. which suffering is unnecessary, which suffering is necessary. Yeah. Um, and, and what they refer to that as is the not self. Mm. Who you think you are And all the chaos that creates in your life And the more you try Do the same thing The mm. more you you get the same response And then you try something else And you get the same response So it's not a failure But it, yeah, it's yeah. it's hard Also the thing that you mentioned You know about being gorgeous That is such a fallacy because, um, and it's happened only because, you know, I, I'm only mentioning it because I've, I know what, what it did to me when I was younger. Um, I, when I got in the industry, people said, you only got work because you're cute, <laughs> you know, and then I, and I just, I, I do believe that I worked hard and I do believe that's where that thing comes in where you manifest. You said we all here to manifest. So mm. we all manifest on in on different levels. Okay, obviously I believe you you choose your package for when you come to this world for specific purposes and one of it is probably to be easily recognized or to fit into a particular job situation that you're going to you know that you're going in for. Um mm. you know, so so I would take that on board but you know for somebody who's sitting there listening going I'm offended you know, because you, you feel like, oh, my God, what can I, you know, um, what, what can I do? Because it, it's, it's, it's because it almost like it, t- it takes on your, your person. I love where, that Liesl said that, though, Shemaine, yes, because I it do. is a huge part of what a projector is, is that they are designed to be seen. So Liesl and I will be felt when we enter mm. a room, people will feel our presence it's not to say they won't see us ever, but we're not a design which is designed to be seen and recognized, whereas you and Dan and all the other projectors mm-hmm. are. So there is a visual sense of a mm-hmm. projector. No, I, I get that, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm not offended by it, but I'm just talking about how somebody who's listening to this mm-hmm. might feel because I remember what I felt like. I felt like oh. I don't have space to exist here. (laughs) (laughs) So So, the dilemma of the projectors, because they are designed to be seen, they're always trying to hide from being seen. (laughs) Isn't that just so funny, though? I know, because I'm like, I'm shy. Why is that? It's not self-ego, self-tendencies that take us away from our authentic self. You you call it flips? We call it flips So when we're looking at consciousness If something is present with us But we are unconscious of it Mm. There's basically You're always dealing with one coin And which side of the coin are you going to flip to? I call it God's joke (laughs) (laughs) Murphy's law, God's joke I'm like (laughs) Why am I in this industry again Lord? Because I want what? And then I go like I want to go home and say on my couch and just see three people a week. Non-energy but, time. Wait, and wait for the. Lisa's like, the oh generation. my god, I'm going to die if we ever do that. <laughs> Tracy, you spoke of uh, necessary suffering, or, or actually mm. unnecessary suffering. But in that, I heard necessary. necessary what yeah. is necessary suffering, and why? Oh, this is my biggest plight on this plane. Is I mean, we're 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 on this plane. We're 
material we are of the earth and here there is suffering there is mm. inherent suffering in mm. life i mean just today i was so lucky sitting at news cafe having a little bit of lunch and you know there's people walking past that literally don't have shoes and other ones driving past in cars worth billions and I mean, in this sense, I do walk a bit of a Buddhist path and, and Dan's been a great teacher for me in, in that way. Um, but in life and through the human design system, it's not about having no suffering. Mm. It's not about having a perfect, pretty picture with mm. nothing wrong. What it's about is ensuring that what suffering or loss you go through will be correct for you mm -hmm. because we will all go through betrayal, humiliation, hurt, love, joy, passion. These are all the earthly plane things. So it doesn't say we're going to remove all the terrible things in your life and everything's going to be a pretty perfect mm -hmm. picture and you're going to be hugely successful. All it says is we're going to teach you your inner authority, which will navigate you correctly through the world, through the correct hurts and the correct loves. And then Dan, um, what are the repellent types? Because Tracy was talking about you have repellent en uh, energy, yeah, um, and versus what? So is that like some so, energy types go like go yeah. go go? Good. It's <laughs> talking about the aura and in then, that sense. All right. So the manifesto wants to be alone, and they have a repelling aura. They just want to be left alone so that they can do their thing in peace. Uh huh. That's their whole deal that's all they want in life uh -huh. they want to be able to do what they they want to do they're and repellent. be left alone do we, do we feel that repulsion yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like a leave me alone energy it's also and explained then, as a move get out the way yeah. energy it's huh. like a push so the, the manifestors are that and then the reflectors have an interesting aura mm -hmm. so their aura kind of protects them in a sense so it repels a little bit so they also repel yeah they also repel but they sample as well <laughs> the manifesto doesn't care <laughs> about sampling <laughs> someone <laughs> else's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds creepy. Okay. When, when you say sampling, do, do you mean they take a little bit? Do they no, take they, other people's energy? They, they aura like gets into yours and they get a, a little bit of a feel for you. Can I stop them? No. no. <laughs> you can like use the sacral though to go, no, get away from me. <laughs> they infiltrate. I don't like people sampling me. <laughs> they ingest a little bit of you. Okay. So they, and then. Um, um, the projectors have a penetrating aura it's like a okay. focused beam okay it, it like goes into the person and it's like the other person has a sense that the projector can see into them okay but it's not a sampling it's a <laughs> it's a it's real a scene. focused <laughs> penetrating energy okay which is also so, also got a repellent quality. So the generator is the only one that's not repellent. <laughs> so and for these people with the um, with the with the repellent energy, <laughs> how do people respond to them? Do they go like, "Oh, ouch, ouch," you know, stay away? Because they want you to stay away. So do the the recipient also feel like, okay, you know, Very you better stay away? What do parents do? When they are that kind of energy with their kids, you know, so your kids are, your kids want to, you know, be happy. Yes, your children don't want to be repulsed by <laughs> you. <laughs> so, so, so how, how would parents get around that? A parents who have a standoffish aura, um, but they have children who are not necessarily needy. 
possibly also because sometimes we all get needy, mm-hmm. but uh, children who need a lot of affection. Well, I mean, that's an incredible thing. And what Dan was um, speaking about in the beginning of the show is the science of differentiation, the science of unique design. So by, by learning your designs through the human design system, you can really specialize or, uh, or specify your parenting to your, the unique designs of your children. Mm-hmm. However, I do believe that there's this unconscious drive in us to do that. So when you speak to parents, they know very clearly mm-hmm. that this child, they can tell to do X in this way. And that child, you will never do that with. So they have a very good sense for how their children are. And remember that As children, that not-self has not come in yet. All that conditioning, all that mind has Mm -hmm. not come in yet. So we're very much in our designs as children. And only once we become older and we become more programmed, then we move into becoming what we refer to as homogenized, the same this is where the problem lies, is that we think we're all the same. Now we want to parent our kids all the same, mm-hmm. put us all through the same education. And actually, there's incredible tweaks we can make mm-hmm. and use the same school and have an incredibly different result. Yeah, that's what I, w- I wanted to also ask. So how do you parent your child according to their design? Because mm. uh, that means you get a healthy adult. Yeah, um, You know, if you go with... Uh, taking the person at the way they would naturally go and you yeah. able to steer the person that way. I think that would co- uh, cause a l- lot of adults to just be happy and gay and gorgeous and <laughs> gay, not in a sense of gay, but well, as in they want to be, be. Mind, if they want to be, mind. then they can. <laughs> I'm stealing yes, the word no. back. <laughs> happy and gay. As in, you know. How do you tweak Mm. For example, the education system for each time. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, would that I love also work? Is it good? Would it be good to get the system into the schools? I've thought about it quite a bit, and I definitely think there's applications for it in in the schooling environment. It's just consensus. Okay. Okay, but how would you tweak? I mean, what I like about this is it's very much goes on the concept of know your own design, fix yourself, change yourself, and you alter the whole. You don't have to go out there and fix everything. Mm-hmm. By fixing what's within, everything becomes fixed. So uh, the, the easiest way to implement something like this into a school would be to do one-on-one lessons with the, the learners for a very short period of time and literally just give them their strategy and their authority so that they can understand how they are. It's not really that important to know who everyone around you, what they are and mm-hmm. how they do things. That can actually be a distraction. So a powerful tool, and I've used the system with a few teenagers and a lot of parents with young children is working with their designs from the charts they can really start to understand who they are how to educate them how to punish them or how not to punish them and then just shortly this is obviously a personal growth uh, tool Mm. So because you can see once uh, you Because there are certain things where you go Okay, that's my default And this is uh, because of all the other channels uh, This is how I would have reacted and how So so you can actually Can you see your personal growth As a as an individual within the chart um, You know, from maybe when you were 20 To when you're like 55 Yes, definitely Okay, And, me, and I talk about me personally That I can see a big difference In 
in 2010 versus now where I'm at with my chart, yeah. For anyone listening and who would like to find out what their human design is, how do they get hold of you? Well, we have two Facebook pages. We have the Human in Design community and we have Human Design Metaphysics Redefined. We're currently quite private and secretive online. We're building up a a little metaphysics empire, hopefully, one day. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and then, of course, um, you can contact Dan or I on our cell phone. Do do you have a website? Not Mm -hmm. a website. Okay, just Facebook. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll ask you to do a design for Cliff Central one day. Is that okay? Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Do you do awesome. for businesses? Can yes, you then? We've yes. worked extensively actually with corporates and professionals, individual professionals and corporates. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that was that, that that was one of the most insightful tools I've come across recently, but uh took some time to wrap my head around. Yeah. Tracy and Dan, thank you so much for sharing with us very, and explaining very, very succinctly uh-huh. uh, quite a difficult tool, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, from the first time I went like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for coming in. You guys are so generous. Really, thank you very thank much you. for helping yeah, us learn. And I'm Shemaine Harris, and next to me, Palisa Maboye. Us. <laughs> was good to be with you again, as always. And from me, Liesl Tom, take care.